Jimmy VZ comes through in the clutch with two big goals, and the New York Rangers post a big 5-3 road victory against the New Jersey Devils. It's going to be a fun episode. Do not go anywhere. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 943 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So what a win. Yet another candidate for best win of the year. You know the season's going pretty well when pretty much after every game you say, oh, that's top three wins of the year. That might be the best one of the year. This one uh, went into overtime. That might be the best one of the year. And now, once again, another candidate, the Rangers, uh, going up against a quality opponent, a uh, team with which uh, a rivalry has been reignited here over these past couple of seasons. It's always a bit of a chippy matchup and always back and forth. And right when you have a feeling for, for what's going to happen next in these games or even in the playoff series last year, you have no idea what's coming next. Uh, that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now when the Rangers are playing the Devils. But always has a big game feel, always back and forth the entire way. There tend to be a lot of momentum swings, but the Rangers in this case, uh, outlasting the Devils, coming through in the clutch against the Devils, and being the Devils in the same place uh, where their season ended last year. So obviously a really nice win, really gratifying win. And that's another thing, you know, the players tend to downplay things like that. And I think sometimes even we as fans downplay things like that. You have to believe for these Ranger players that, you know, had the lead in the series against the Devils last year and let it get away. And obviously game seven was just a complete disaster. We don't need to get into the details. But for those players that endured that and now play the Devils for the first time since then, this had to be a good feeling, especially doing it on the road. I mean, you're not always sure it's a road game because there are a lot of Ranger fans in there. But uh, be that as it may, once again, an awesome road victory for the Rangers against one of their rivals. And we can't go a second farther without talking about the man of the hour. And that would, of course, be Jimmy VZ. Two goals in this game. That includes the game winner. And those were, in fact, just his second and third goals of the season. And from a personal standpoint here, let me just say, when you host a podcast for 900 and whatever episodes this is at this point, you throw enough stuff at the wall sooner or later, you know, a couple of things stick every once in a while. And uh, as a lot of you guys know, anybody that, you know, for the everydayers, anybody that caught the last episode, uh, you know, we did our crossover with Trey Matthews, the host of Locked on Devils. And one of my predictions for this game was that Jimmy VZ uh, would score a goal. And the, the day of the game, I was I was feeling it even more. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm tweeting this out. Let's, let's just see what happens. Let's Let's kind of just speak it into his speak it speak it into existence. There we go, and uh, just kind of manifest uh, some Jimmy VZ magic in this game. And somehow, some way, it worked. Uh, a lot of you guys were were kind of having fun with me on social media. A couple of you guys were were kind of on me because I said that Jimmy VZ would score a goal in this game, and a couple of you were pointing out, "Hey, you didn't say he would score two goals." Technically, you got it wrong. So uh, if that's the case, I've never been more happy to be wrong in my life because uh, VZ, yeah, coming up clutch, uh, somebody that goes out there and just busts his tail every single night. Uh, for the New York Rangers. Uh, another note there is that my tweet, when I when I put that out there, somebody tagged uh, the Flaming Hot Takes Twitter handle. And so for whoever did that, I'm sorry, I didn't see who happened to do that. Um, but thank you, because they actually retweeted me. So now I just have to get on ice cold takes, and then everything comes full circle. But 
you know, obviously, look, look, we'll get to VZ's heroics in a second. We'll break down uh, his goal and then uh, his later goal that won the game. But let's just go back in time here for a minute to just kind of appreciate uh, Jimmy VZ and the work that he does for this team night in and night out. So let's go back in time a little bit more than a year before training camp, or I guess during training camp last year. Jimmy Vesey's in town with the Rangers on a PTO. And this is somebody that obviously spent time with the Rangers. He was there uh, for three years with them at the very start of his career. Bounced around, you know, to Buffalo, Toronto, uh, to the Devils. I, I feel like there's maybe one more team in there that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. But he's bounced around, you know, struggled to find success, struggled to find a home. And then he comes to the Rangers on a PTO. And me, like a lot of you guys, it's like, oh, Jimmy Vesey, PTO? Uh, okay, you know, we'll give it a shot here. Let's see what happens. I think a lot of us were probably expecting him to not make the team. But he had a great training camp. He did great in the preseason last year. And he fought his way onto the team. And, you know, obviously has been a solid player, not a superstar, but, you know, somebody that, that goes out there and gives you an honest effort every single night. Uh, he was even in the top six for some time last season. He, he spent a decent amount of time with Mika and Kreider on that top line. I think he's better in the bottom six for the most part, but then uh, he signs a two-year extension worth 800K a year in the middle of last season. And even then, you know, there, there was some kind of debate among Ranger fans, like, why are you doing this? You know, it's just Jimmy VZ. Do, do you really need to commit to this guy? long term and I get that to an extent you know it's not the biggest name out there or like a superstar player or anything but that's just it the thing is you have to figure out the bottom part of your roster or just as sure as you have to figure out the top part of your roster as well so that being the case you, know, you got Jimmy VZ here he seems to thrive in New York you know between his first stint with the Rangers and what he was doing last year it feels like he plays better hockey with the Rangers than anywhere else he just seems to thrive in this situation he seems happy here and the fact that they were able to seemingly pretty easily hammer out a two-year extension. Uh, that's awesome. And Jimmy V's even mentioned that, you know, some things are more important than money. He talked about having to be on a PTO the last two off seasons, not even sure if he's going to be in the NHL. So to, to ink that deal and find, a, you know, at least some long-term stability, it's not a massively long contract, but he had, you know, the second half of last year and now this year and the year ahead, he'll be a Ranger for all of that, you know, barring something unexpected. Uh, very cool that they were able to do that. And, you know, while we're talking about this, why not extend Jimmy VZ right now? You know, just tack another year onto the end of his contract. I would have no issues with that whatsoever. Jimmy VZ just turned 30. The things that he does well for this team, they, they should age just fine. And if you want to, like, tack on, he's a free agent after next year. So if you want to tack on another year to his contract at, say, like, $1 million, he gets a little bit of a raise, uh, sign me up for that because I really like his game. Again, not a superstar player, but just somebody uh, that plays with a lot of grit. And, and bust his butt every single night, every single shift. You need players like that. And it was awesome to see him get rewarded in the form of a couple of goals uh, in this game. So, yeah, I mean, if uh, an extension comes up for VZ, you don't really think of it because he's not a free agent after this year, but I'd be on board for that, you know, obviously provided they don't go overboard with it. But uh, VZ's been a, a really solid player for this team. And now to finally go to uh, his highlights from this game. So he actually had a chance to score in the first period before he actually did score in the first period, but basically he went up the right side. Uh, Rangers were quick in transition here. He goes up the right side two on one for the Rangers. And instead of, sh instead of passing, he opts to shoot and it took a really nice skate save by Vanacek. He kicked out his right pad, made a save with what looked like his skate and uh, kept the puck out of the net. But I was thinking, oh man, there it was, you know, VZ, VZ had his chance there and it might not happen now, but um, no, he, he was uh, very noticeable, obviously, for the rest of this game as well. He scores his first goal in the first period. You've got Zach Jones passing across the blue line to Braden Schneider. Uh, Schneider to Pitlick. 
Pitlick received the pass kind of like moving away from the Devil's Net and toward the Ranger blue line, but he very quickly got it right back over there to Zach Jones on the left side. Uh, Jones then passes across the ice to the top of the right circle to Brayden Schneider. Schneider moves a little bit toward the net, shoots from right around the dot. Uh, the save is made, but the puck's laying there. VZ is able to knock it home and give the Rangers a 2-1 to one lead at that point in the game. So big goal there for VZ. And then the second goal that VZ scores, this one's obviously the, the bigger one of the two. I mean, they're both big, but this is the game winner. Um, so you got Zach Jones intercepting a pass in the Ranger zone, stayed very patient with the puck because he didn't have too much pressure and he was kind of surveying the ice, wanted to see where he was going to go with it. Passes to his left and up the ice into the neutral zone to lead Vincent Trocek along his way. Now, Trocek, he's not really moving with a lot of speed, and I think that was by design because the Rangers were in the middle of a change, and he realized, like, if I hit the Jets, you know, I'm just going to basically run into a wall and I don't have anybody to pass to or anything. So Trocek kind of took his time here, went to his right, and then finally went over the blue line kind of toward the center of the ice. And then at that point, uh, he leaves a drop pass to, who was it here? He leaves a drop pass for VZ. VZ picks it up. He moves ahead, uh, slides a really short pass to his right to Tyler Pitlick. Pitlick toward the net. He takes a shot. The save is made. But there's Jimmy VZ finding the rebound and kind of like spinning and backhanding it into the net all in one motion. That put the Rangers up 4-3 to three with 2.49 to go. Get Blake Wheeler adding a uh, an empty netter down the stretch. And the Rangers go up 5-3. to three, And that was indeed the uh, the final score. But as far as why I picked Jimmy VZ here, because a lot of people were kind of fixated on this. So we got to have some fun with it here. For starters, I just thought he was due. Uh, again, he's not an offensive juggernaut or anything along those lines. But the bottom line is, this guy plays hard. I feel like, you know, if the hockey gods are really paying attention, this guy could use a goal. He's probably overdue for one. And I don't know. You know, you're playing the Devils. Bit of a gritty game anyway. He could come up with a gritty goal or, I, I guess, even two gritty goals because that's basically what he did here. Um, but, yeah, VZ, again, he's somebody that just busts his tail every single night, every single shift, as much or more, I think, than anybody on this team. Uh, and another thing, another reason why he kind of stood out, he played well against the Devils last year, and I'm including the playoff series in that. Some of those games in that playoff series where the Rangers were kind of flat, VT was still out there. He was working really hard, grinding hard, skating hard, uh, the whole nine yards. And he, you know, he's just a noticeable player when the Rangers play the Devils. It was true in the regular season last year, too. He got into a fight or two. I also kind of wonder if, like, VZ is... Uh, not so happy that the Devils didn't seem to have any real interest in bringing him back after he spent a season there because my understanding is that he played basically the same style of game with the Devils as he's played with the Rangers. And if that's the case, and you can have this guy for six figures, I don't know why you wouldn't necessarily want to do it. I mean, that's obviously ancient history at this point, and I'm glad the uh, the Devils passed on trying to bring VZ back because uh, he's back with the Rangers now and feels like he's home. You know, that, that's the other thing, and we were talking about that earlier. It just feels like uh, this guy, Jimmy VZ, he's a New York Ranger. Went to a bunch of other places. Nothing really stuck, um, but he's an important part of this team, and it's just cool to see him, uh, you know, coming up big for this team here. And the other thing that I'll mention here, you know, former Hobie Baker award winner, and, you know, long time ago, completely different level of hockey. I get all that. But when you're putting up the kind of points that he did in college, uh, that doesn't just completely evaporate. That's still in there somewhere, and every now and then I think it does come out for Jimmy Vesey. So uh, we're going to have some more fun with this a little bit later in today's episode. I'm going to tell you who I have, another dark horse to score a goal on Monday against the Dallas Stars. Take it with a grain of salt. Don't go betting your life savings on it or anything like that. But I, we got to have some fun with this. I have a name in mind, somebody that I think is going to uh, score a goal in the Rangers next game against the Stars. But we'll get to all that uh, in due time here. We're also going to talk about Igor Shesterkin being back in the lineup and going out there and killing it for the Rangers. Uh, what else is new? Uh, we'll get to all that fun stuff in just a second. But first, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy 
is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. show is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so we're going to turn our attention to Igor Shosturkin here, obviously making his grand return to the Rangers. One more thing I want to point out real quick, though, in all the, the VZ chaos and everything that was going on there. Let's also give some props to Tyler Pitlick. You know, Pitlick is somebody that came in. I think a lot of us were maybe a little upset that the Rangers seem to be favoring him over VZ as the 12th forward uh, to start the season. But for me, you know, Pitlick, VZ is still my choice, but... Pitlick's one of those guys as a 12th or 13th forward. I think he's fine. He doesn't do anything spectacular out there, but I do think he's a hardworking player. We've seen him uh, lay some pretty good hits in this season. And on both of VZ's goals, Pitlick was right there in the middle of it. He got the primary on the second one. The first one, I don't think he got credited with an assist, but there was a lot of passing going on, and he was in the middle of that as well. So props to Tyler Pitlick. Um, you know, again, you're playing a team like the Devils, big rivalry matchup, two really good teams. You need everybody pulling in the same direction. And uh, hockey more so than any other sport, you need your whole roster uh, contributing in one way or another. And, and nice to see Tyler Pitlick able to do that in this game. But let's go ahead, talk about Igor Shosturkin. Uh, once again, he's back for the first time since November 2nd. And obviously, nice to see him back. He goes up against Vidic Vanacek. And I have to give uh, Trey Matthews some credit. Trey from uh, Locked on Devils. I thought the Devils would go with Schmidt. I, I really did, just based on how uh, that playoff series went last year. And I still maintain that, you know, Schmidt was good in that series. I don't think he was otherworldly the way people were acting, but he did better than, than Vanacek against the Rangers. So I thought he'd be the guy, but they go with Vanacek and Vanacek made some really nice saves in this game. If we're being uh, completely fair here, but Igor was awesome. Stops 30 of 33 shots. Now, of course, did get off to a little bit of a shaky start Two goals that I think typically he does not allow, uh, especially this first one. So we'll get to the, controversy surrounding this first Devils goal in a little bit here. Right now, we're just going to look at the play itself. But basically, you got Jack Hughes uh, taking a shot. Igor squares it up, you know, seems to freeze the puck. It's in his pad somewhere. Next thing you know, the puck is on its side and rolling ever so slowly into the net. And they have a big debate. And naturally, it goes against the Rangers and the the, the goal counts. And, you know, it's one-to-one -one at that point. But like I said, we'll get to the controversial aspects of that in just a second. Right now, we're talking about Igor. Uh, the second goal that he allowed... Uh, again, a little bit on the soft side, you had Palat shooting from the high slot. So, you know, decent scoring real estate for Palat on this. You know, guys can score from that area of the rink, obviously. There was some traffic in front. Maybe uh, Igor didn't get a good look at it. Maybe he was anticipating a deflection that just never happened. Uh, but regardless, uh, was not able to 
prevent the puck from getting by him, despite getting a pretty good piece of it. So uh, unfortunate to see that happen, but nice that the Rangers, you know, Igor saved their bacon enough times. Nice that the Rangers could score a bunch of goals in this game and pick him up a little bit, because from this point on, Igor was basically lights out awesome. Uh, some of his biggest saves in this game, and this to me is what's most impressive, because you're talking about somebody that's been cold. I mean, you know, he hasn't played in a while. It's been, what, like about three weeks or so? What's today's day here? It is uh, 19th. So he played last night, so... That would have been 16 games between, you know, action for, for Igor Shesterkin. So um, for him to come up big after the Devils take the lead early in the third period, the Devils go up three to two. The Devils had multiple chances to increase their lead and run it up to four to two. And at that point, you know, as a Ranger fan, look, you don't give up. I mean, they're down by two goals. That's doable. You can come back from that. But it's obviously a much bigger challenge. The fact that Igor was able to make some of his best saves in this game when the Rangers needed him the most, that's awesome. And that's what he was doing uh, before he got injured. So that was great to see. A couple of examples to highlight real quick here. Uh, again, this is all while the Devils are up 3-2. You had Toffoli uh, with a chance on the rush, and Igor Shesterkin made a, a great point-blank save against him after Toffoli had received a pass. On uh, another save that he made, you had Jesper Bratt stealing the puck from Alexi Lafreniere. This is at the tail end of a Ranger power play. Uh, Bratt went in on a breakaway, and he's very fast and a very good skater and a good puck handler as well. So this is not the guy that you want uh, on a breakaway if, if you're the opposing team. And, um, you know, Igor made the save, and then the puck kind of hopped into the air, and Bratt tried to basically bat it into the net, and he got a piece of it, but Igor stopped it again. So those two saves there, well, really three saves there that Igor made in that sequence while the Devils were up 3-2, uh, the importance of that cannot possibly be understated because if Igor doesn't come up with all those saves, again, the Rangers go down by even more, and, I mean, you've still got a shot, but now it's, you know, it's 4-2. to two. The Devils have scored three in a row. It's the third period. It's starting to get late. It's not going to be easy at that point. So uh, big-time saves by Igor Shesterkin there. And really, he was awesome the entire night other than those two goals that he let in. And I'm not even so sure one of them should have counted, but we'll get to that in just a second. First, though, we definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Our Timmy Panarin could score 50 goals. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin or Mika Zibanejad or Igor Shosturkin or Jimmy Vesey will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, or more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Ranger fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Fun episode so far. You know, you knock off your rival, you win a game that's back and forth, a seesaw battle the entire way and your team is uh 12 2 and 1 it's always fun to do these shows and uh hopefully you guys are just uh enjoying the ride so far uh for the rangers and yeah it's still kind of early but you know we're already approaching the quarter point of the season here and uh rangers are obviously off to a heck of a start but let's go ahead and talk about 
Toronto and the Situation Room and everything that was going on in this game. I'm, again, I'm not somebody, the, the, the NHL is pulling this out of me because I'm not somebody in any sport. I swear this is true. I'm not somebody that constantly says, that's the ref's fault. The refs are screwing us. The refs did this. The refs did that. The only reason this team, my team lost is because of the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs. There's people out there, whether they're, they're Ranger fans or fans of any other hockey team or fans of this team or that team in any other sport, there are fans out there that legitimately believe their team has just never lost fair and square. Anytime they lose, always has to be the Zebras, always has to be the refs, always has to be a conspiracy theory. I'm not like that at all, but the NHL is slowly but surely kind of pulling this out of me. You can probably see it in my eyes right now if you're watching on YouTube because I, I just don't even know what to say about this stuff anymore. There is zero consistency with any of these reviews it feels like they're just flying by the seat of their pants every single time that the review happens. And they just, another thing too, when they, when the ref goes out there and explains what happened, maybe it's just me. I, I rarely catch what the ref is saying. They, they talk very fast. It's just like, good goal. And I'm like, what, what, did, what just happened? What, what was he talking about? What is the explanation here? I, I, maybe I'm the only one that feels that way, but I don't even understand the explanation half the time. Like I literally can't understand what they're saying, but regardless, um, you know, anytime the refs, something happens in the game, there's a review, the refs skate over there, they put on their headphones, and they talk to their overlords in Toronto. You know that bad news is coming to the New York Rangers. And there was an episode not too long ago where I asked you guys, uh, I think it was last week, I asked you guys, like, okay, somebody please tell me when the last time is that a goal was reviewed, or really anything was reviewed, and they go over there and they, they talk to Toronto, and they come back, and it's good news for the Rangers, whether it's, uh, you know, a play being overturned or a play being upheld or a play being confirmed or a call standing, you know, whatever verbiage they want to use. When is the last time that it's gone in the Ranger favor? And a couple of you guys pointed out that earlier this season, there was a review that went in the Rangers favor. I want to say the Rangers were playing the Jackets, but there was a play. It was early in the season. There was a play where um, the puck almost went into the Ranger net and Truba was there and Truba reached out, you know, full extension with his stick and got his stick on the puck when the puck was still on the line and then just kind of swept it away from the net. And the, the ref initially, you know, blew the whistle and, and pointed for the goal and everything. And it, the initial call on the ice was a good goal. When they reviewed it, it got overturned. But I'm not even counting that one because that one was like so literal. Like, like you could show that play to a thousand different hockey fans that are, that are impartial. No Ranger fans. And I think they were playing the Blue Jackets. No Blue Jackets fans. Just show it to a thousand random hockey fans. All 1,000 of them are going to tell you that is not a goal. So they had no choice but to overturn that one in the Ranger favor. So you know what? That one doesn't even count. Uh, any other time, if there's the smallest little sliver of gray, the smallest little shade of gray in any call, whether it's uh, an illegal hit, whether it's a goal score uh, being scored, a goal being you know stopped before it crossed the net, whatever's being reviewed, it will go against the Rangers. That's how it's been going. I feel like it all started with um, you know a few years ago in the playoffs. This is when it was really noticeable. I mean, first of all, that Ranger Penguin series, the Penguins for the first four games of that got every single call going their way. But the one that was really bad is the end of game one. The game's tied. You get Kako driving to the net. Dumoulin shoves him from behind right into Casey to Smith. Kako did everything he could to avoid contact. Kako slides across the ice on his stomach, passes back with a backhand pass to Philip Heedle. Heedle buries it. They overturn it. And I was livid. Obviously, it's a huge moment in a playoff game, but it was also a big moment for Kako and Heedle. They both really needed that moment at that time because they had both scuffled a little bit that season, um, and, and that should have been a goal, and it wasn't. But as far as this game is concerned, so 
Let's go back to the goal we already discussed. The first goal that the Devils uh, were credited with in this game, it came courtesy of Jack Hughes. He shoots from along the boards. Igor seems like he catches it clean, and you know it's it's in his pad somewhere, and you're going to get the whistle. Um, instead, puck drops to the ice, rolls into the net. Now, if you look at this, it, take everything off the table in terms of like you know when the whistle blew and all that kind of stuff. If you just look at this very literally, I think you got to say that's that should be a good goal because you know I, I don't think Igor ever had it long enough that like okay the puck's frozen, it, it should be blown dead kind of thing. So in that sense, yeah, probably makes most sense for it to be a good goal. But the thing is, the whistle blew. It clearly blew before the puck went in. I think Igor still had control of it. And my understanding here is that the reason why they were able to overturn it is because, yes, the whistle blew, but because the puck went in and nobody like on either team made a play on it, and that would have happened anyway, whether the whistle blew or not, um, that's why they felt like they were able to overturn it. So, okay, fine. But if you're going to go with that, then why don't we go back to this Will Cooley goal? You know, the, the, he scored. The, the, the more recent of the two disallowed Will Cooley goals. So the refs reviewed that for like 10 minutes. And then they said that the puck was frozen. So in that situation, when Cooley scored, there was no whistle. Nobody ever blew a whistle. And the puck went in pretty quickly. And they review it for like for an eternity. And then they come back and say that, oh, yeah, the, the puck was frozen. No goal. So in that case, there was no whistle, but the puck was frozen. And then last night with the Devils scoring, with Hughes scoring this goal, uh, there was a whistle, but the puck was not frozen. You guys still with me? Am I the only one losing my mind over this? Does anybody want to try to explain this from the NHL? You know, it's just, it goes to Toronto and they just come up with something and they throw it back to you and away we go, you know, and it more often than not is going against the Rangers. And that wasn't the only thing that happened as far as uh, just, you know, hard to make sense out of calls. Uh, there was an issue where McLeod hit Ryan Lindgren in this game. Lindgren was bleeding. I mean, Lindgren's always bleeding, but bottom line, um, Lindgren is behind the Rainer net. McLeod is approaching him, and it looked to me like McLeod, yeah, he kind of led with his shoulder into Lindgren's chin. They immediately call a penalty to the refs. Now, they don't know for sure if they're going to call it a minor or the five-minute major, so all the refs come together. You know, I'm sure, what did you see? Okay, this, that they make the announcement that, okay, this is going to be a five-minute major. That's the call on the ice. We will review it to see, you know, if it should be reduced. And I'm thinking it's going to stand. I mean, you know, it, it was a call on the ice, of course, and, um, you know, shoulder to, to chin. Um, it, it looked pretty intentional, at least as far as I was concerned. And they review it, and not only do they, they don't just rev knock it down to two minutes. They say no penalty at all whatsoever. I don't get it. Um and, you know, Sam and Joe were trying to make some sense out of that, as we all were. And they threw out the idea that maybe they they ruled, and we don't know because the refs don't explain it, but maybe the ruling here, you know, when the refs are, you know, um, addressing everybody, they don't really seem to explain their call. They just kind of mumble their way through it really quick. And so they initially said that, of course, this would be a five-minute major. They reduce it to nothing at all. And... Again, we don't really get a very good explanation out of the referees after this happened here. And for some reason, there's no penalty here. And what's interesting, too, is that not too long after this, you had Vincent Trocek. Um, you know, he, he put a hit on Holtz in the uh, the other side of the ice. It was on the Rangers side of the ice. And you had Mercer going after Trocek. Now, you could argue that maybe there should have been a two-minute penalty against Trocek. But I joked after this. Like, I said on a tweet, I said, I'm surprised... You know, if this had gone to a review to Toronto, 
those people in charge there would have kicked Vincent Trocek out of the league for this, the, the way that it's been going against the Rangers uh, recently. And just the way that there's no consistency whatsoever, not just the Rangers, across the board in the NHL when it comes to these reviews. And, of course, you know, getting back to the point I was making earlier, uh, Sam and Joe were trying to figure it out. And the one I, the one thing that they threw out there with the uh, McLeod hit on Lindgren that maybe is a, a ruling that the refs made is that McLeod, you know, initially the the – shoulder went into the chest and then it rode up and caught Lindgren in the chin. And if that does happen, uh, that is technically regarded as a clean hit. So maybe that's the explanation. Um, even if that is the explanation, I just don't think that's what happened. Cause I have two eyeballs that I think usually work pretty good. Um, so I don't know, man, it, it's, you know, the, the NHL needs to figure this out because they, they've really lost the plot when it comes to these reviews. Nobody knows what a goal is. Nobody knows what a kick is. Nobody knows what conclusive evidence is. And sooner or later, this is going to cost the team big time in like a game six or a game seven in the playoffs. I made that point in the past. So I've said my piece there. Toronto needs to get it together and then stop overthinking these calls and, um, you know, just kind of uh, lording over all these games. Uh, anyway, let's keep it going here. Um, we also have to talk about Artemi Panarin. Because and, and you know, by the way, a lot happened in this game, and we're taking this long to talk about Panarin. Because Panarin, uh, another big game for him, obviously. I mean, what else is new? Uh, he scored the game-tying goal after the Devils had taken the lead. Uh, it was 3-2 at the time, and, and Panarin ends up scoring there. Tied the game at 3 and set the stage for VZ's heroics a little bit later. But Panarin now, with a 15-game point, point streak to start the season, he's now alone in first all-time point streaks to start a season. He has passed Rod Gilbert. And this is the longest point streak for a player on the New York Rangers since Wayne Gretzky in 1996-1997. So anytime you're mentioned in the same breath as the great one, you're obviously doing something right. And obviously, again, just, just a torrid start to the season for Panarin. And again, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier, about how you know, the Rangers, they'll downplay the whole payback, the whole uh, revenge aspect of, of this win, for sure. But Panarin, for somebody that was uh, really struggling in the playoffs last year, was basically just stifled by this Devils team, just really could not get anything going in that playoff round. Uh, you got to think that this feels good for him to go in there and basically be the best player on the ice, which I would argue uh, he probably was. Uh, nothing against VZ, nothing against Igor, or you know even Jack Hughes, you know, throw him in there too. He had a two-point game for the Devils, and he was making his big return. But for me, best player on the ice, uh, Artemi Panarin, hands down, and came up with the game-tying goal there, a couple of assists as well. Uh, just great stuff all around there. I also want to... Uh, Give some props to Blake Wheeler. Uh, as I tweet out toward the end of this game, you know, Wheeler ended up with the empty netter there. And he now has four points in his last five games. And, you know, again, this was an empty netter, but it certainly counts. And I said, you know, baby steps. He's getting there. Slowly but surely, Blake Wheeler is becoming a little bit more of a factor for the Rangers. You know, you see him doing things. He had a couple of seals in this game. Uh, one in the Devil's Zone, which kept a Ranger offensive possession alive. He is getting to play with... Mika and Kreider, hopefully that line can really get it going sooner rather than later. But, you know, early in the season, I mean, Wheeler just, it felt like he was really struggling to keep up with the pace of play, and he never had the puck. I mean, at least now he's got the puck a little bit. You know, he's, he's getting decent zone entries. He's jumped into the rush a couple of times, uh, making some good passes, and again, being rewarded in the point department. And I got to give a shout out to Johnny Moore on Twitter because this is what he tweeted out, you know, in response to what I tweeted out about Blake Wheeler hitting the empty netter. So Johnny had to say, like the old cliche, they all count the same. We've all seen so many instances where an empty net is missed, and then the opposing team scores. That's a clutch play by Wheeler to hit the cage from that distance. And I, I just thought that was an excellent point because, yes, there was uh, a lot of time left in this game when Wheeler did this. There was a minute and 33 to go, 
And Blake Wheeler's from far away here. And, and just the fact that he's on the ice in this situation shows you that Laviolette is starting to trust him a little bit. We saw Wheeler's uh, on-ice time be severely reduced early in the season. He's starting to get it back a little bit. And here he is on the ice with the Rangers up by a goal with uh, about a minute 30 to go. And uh, to, to Johnny's point here, he hit this net from a long, long way away. And it basically wrapped up the game. You know, obviously, I think a lot of us were probably breathing a lot easier once the Rangers went up 5-3 on this empty net goal, uh, as opposed to being up 4-3 for the final minute 30 there. And it looked like a good shot to me. You know, when, when Wheeler cleared the puck here, you never know for sure. It's hard to tell. And sometimes maybe it's just wishful thinking. But to me, uh, when I saw that puck, you know, just sliding up the ice, it, it looked like that was going right for the empty net. And indeed it does. And um, that gave the Rangers the... or rather increase their lead to five to three uh, big play by Blake Wheeler there. And it's nice to see him starting to contribute a little bit more as well. And then uh, one more shout out here, Jacob Truba, you know, the, the captain of the Rangers and playing like one last night, a lot of big hits, you know, he's only credited with four hits, which is a lot, but with Jacob Truba, you almost expect more than that. Every one of his hits though, I felt was clean. You know, I, I don't, I didn't see anybody calling him out for anything. Even devil's fans. I didn't see too much of that on social media. Obviously he had that big hit on Noshik when Noshik was going uh, toward the net and Truba just annihilated him. I, I thought it was a clean hit. Noshik went down, uh, had to be helped off the ice. And obviously all our best to him. We don't want to see anybody get injured. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was to the header, you know, he hit his head on the ice or anything along those lines, but he was obviously shaken up and we don't want to see anybody get injured. Uh, that is for sure. But uh, Jacob Truba, I mean, look, he, he knows what's going on here. He knows this is a big time rivalry game. And again, these guys downplay the history and the playoffs last year, but, um, Jacob Truba, uh, again, I'm sure he's aware of that just like everybody else is. And obviously uh, playing a very physical game. There was one shift. I forget who it was for the Devils, but he got the same guy twice in the same shift. Knocked him to the ice both times and again with very, very clean hits. But uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there. The only thing I want to do. Uh, so obviously, look, again, I got that Jimmy Vesey pick right. You throw enough things at the wall. Sooner or later, a couple of things stick. Let's go ahead and throw out another dark horse candidate. Somebody that I think is going to score a goal against the Dallas Stars. And that will be... Zach Jones. We're going to go with Zach Jones to score what I believe would be his first goal of the season. A couple of reasons. Um, Zach Jones, first of all, let's give props to him and Braden Schneider because this is a big-time you know, heavyweight matchup in this game last night. The two of them have come under fire from Ranger fans at times. I think they're both playing better and more confidently uh, in recent games, and they held up big-time uh, against a really powerful, really uh, you know, offensively potent New Jersey Devils team. And to just kind of run through their stats real quick, 14.02 for Jones, 15.39 for Schneider. The other defensemen all got more time, but they still held their own when they were out there. They both had an assist. Schneider was a plus two. Jones was a plus one. So good stuff from them all around. And again, I, I think they really held up against a tough opponent and have played a lot better recently. So that's obviously awesome to see. But as far as why Jones is going to score, uh, for starters, again, just kind of feel like he's due. Uh, another thing, too, why I'm going to throw this out there is that we didn't really see this against the Devils, but there's been a decent amount of games lately where Zach Jones has the puck and everybody's waiting for him to pass. And he'll start kind of creeping up a little bit toward the net. And the next thing you know, he's making a beeline for the net and he's taking a shot from the doorstep. He's gotten close to scoring in that situation on a couple of different times. So maybe he maybe he does that against the Stars. You know, maybe he uh, drives to the net and puts one into the net that way. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, don't go betting your life savings on it. But if you want to have some fun, uh, you know, Zach Jones, he, he's my pick for the next one. The next dark horse to uh, score a goal for the Rangers. I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. 
Once again, that is locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.